welcome to the Cypherin Chronicles. This is episode 13. Today, episode 13. Yeah, I think so, yeah. I am Daddy Goods, Jimmy Goods, your daddy, whatever the fuck you want to call me, baby. Yeah, and she is... Not your daddy. Bella, Bella, you guys know who it is. Yeah. And for those of you who don't, you'll soon know. You'll By see. the way, not a hydro flask of water. Thank, thankfully. But it is a hydro flask. You know, I'm thinking that they should probably sponsor me. They because I stay me. repping. I they stay should. repping. I mean, you can't really see the symbol. It's underneath this doer sticker. You know, you got to rep the squad. You know, I got my, my Giants, Giants on cut. right now. San Francisco Giants. Shout out to the San Francisco Giants. And shout out to all my Bitch. people in California going through the heat wave. I know you don't have the skin that can get used to that kind of heat, you know, living in Vegas, living in 110 degree weather. I'm quite used to it myself, but I know all of you in California going through it. So get through that heat scam. You'll be okay. It's a scam. You predicted this. Why do they call it a scam They're going to try to make us think it's a, a heat wave, but it's not. So, but it's actually hot, actually, so how could it be a not scam? hot over here? And it was a joke. I loved it. That was fucking hilarious. I didn't know you. Well, don't believe everything you see in the liberal fake news media, blah, blah, blah. That's true. You can't. It was fucking hilarious. I was dying. There's a I lot think of... it's like Duncan something that posted that. Duncan Trussell. He's on yeah. Joe. He's on Joe Rogan all the time. Hilarious. Yeah, he's a comedian. Hilarious. He's a comedian. He's supposed to be hilarious. Well, hey. I mean, they're all supposed to be, but they're not all hilarious. What up? When are you going to start your comedy career? Mm, I'm working on it. I you mean, know, I think I'm really funny and I laugh at my own jokes, but that's just me. <laughs> you know, all of the comedians, they have podcasts. So we're kind of doing it backwards. We got a podcast, but... We're not comedians. And we'll do stand-up comedy one day. Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like people that do comedy, they have a special thing about them and their personality. I mean, not just that they're funny, but the fact they can go on stage and have no fear about bombing. Well, they probably do got fear about bombing. I think that would be my biggest fear is going on stage and nobody laughing at the shit that I find funny. I would be devastated. My biggest fear is me going on stage and I'm the only one laughing at my shit because I will. I'll just like say it and like not be able to hold back and just like laughing and be like, okay. And then keep going, you know? You, you'd say your hottest joke and you'll be like, I'm like, <laughs> crickets. <laughs> and then I'll look around and nobody'll be laughing and I'll be like, just playing. <laughs> that would be my fear is that I say something I thought was funny and then I get heckled and I can't beat the heckler in heckling and he gets in my head and I end up then they turn into the stand up comedian on yeah. your own show like oh, roasting you you really just gotta get uh, off stage at that point if that were the case yeah for sure so you gotta have a few for bullets sure. for, the, for the hecklers because you can't let the heckler out heckle you but you're the I one with the mic, that, so yeah, you have an you advantage. The combo, exactly. But I think that that's part of the like that would make me successful in that in the sort of way because I actually am pretty good at like being on my toes in those kinds of situations and like coming back with like like real quick, you know? Yeah. That is a strength of mine, but that would take them heckling me, which is not the goal, you know? Yeah. So, uh, i tell you one thing. I wouldn't go on stage with those pigtails because that would get you heckled right there. Shut your face. Shut <laughs> your face. Are those- These are not pigtails, by the way. They're face buns, and I did not want to do my hair today, so I was like, fuck. I woke up looking extra cute. Like, my hair was like a fucking 
I don't sleep with my hair in a hair tie because I feel like it's going to make my hairline go further back by pulling my hair, right? And I don't want to be fucking saluting people from back here eventually. So I sleep with my hair down and I wake up and it's like a massive nest. So, Hey, speaking of hairlines and saluting people from back there, you know, I have a theory. Here's another James. (laughs) I said James. Jimmy. Jimmy James. DG. Conspiracy theory right here that I have about hairline and men balding at young ages. So as you can see, I have a head full of hair. I mean, you know, I mean, there's a couple of little spots that are a little, little lighter, but you know, I got a head full of hair and I'm 32, right? Next year I'll be 33. They say men, they keep their hair. If they have it at 32, they'll have it for the rest of their life. A lot of guys, they start balding in their mid twenties. And I have a theory and my theory is, is if you use men's shampoo, then you will bald at a younger age. And I don't know exactly why it might be the fragrances inside of this shampoo, or maybe they're putting certain chemicals so that eventually you can go and buy their, their Rogaine products or the, the regrowth hair products and whatnot. That's my theory that men that use women's shampoo, they have their head of hair for longer periods of time. That's my theory. Hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't it make sense though? Well, because they want women to have healthy, luscious hair so that the women constantly buy their shampoos, their conditioners. They have more to gain by women having nice, luscious, healthy hair than they do for men. They have more to gain from men losing their hair because men want to continuously. It's all money. Yeah. It's all money. money. I can hear, I can see why you would think that. However, I bet you if we compared chemicals in products that we'd find a lot of the similar things. Um, I think that male pattern baldness is more um, attributed to a hormone thing. I hear like taking, so there's a thing that like supplements that I take like for my skin and one of them is actually good for men because of the hormone like how it like helps your hormones I think it's like saw palmetto and it helps like reduce like DH I don't know something like about DHT um and yeah like that helps uh promote hair growth for men or like put a put a stop to to hair loss dude some dudes lose their hair like 18 they start going bald and shit it's crazy and you know how they say that it's like a maternal thing like the hair loss is going to come from your mother's side i disagree everybody that i know that goes bald like their dads are bald too Mm -hmm. are you checking yourself out i am sorry He's I, all, just, I got a full ass head of hair. I got a full ass head of Looking hair. Looking fly. Very I ain't got no worries. I haven't got a haircut in a in a few weeks though, so I gotta gotta work on that. But it's it is <laughs> nice being able to get a haircut though. I mean, shout out all my all my bald fellas out there. I know you make it work with your shiny ass heads. Mm-hmm. Get your girl to rub some lotion, some cocoa butter. You can still take uh your take girl. Some saw palmetto. You can still take your girl out to go see the stars and maybe then you can get some space buns. I told you guys it's time to start my it's time to start my comedy career. That's what I'm saying. Hey, hey. We'll be there. Start my comedy career, put out another mixtape, and just start doing all the things that I really want to do. I mean, hey, I read The Alchemist. Or I'm reading The Alchemist right now, so it's kind of getting me back. How are you liking it so my, far? So far, so good. It's it's pretty cool. I'm not that far into it, but I mean, man, it's it's a really really good storyline. I think so it's far. a good book. I don't want to I don't want to super discuss it yet because you're not done. But mm-hmm. there are some 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 points in the book that I think really like transcend like into actual life and like these like lessons you pull from it and i think it's like can i tell you my favorite quote from the book so far when they said this quote immediately i resonated with this quote and i think everybody can kind of correlate it with their own personal life but this is the quote 
The secret of happiness is to see all the marvels in the world and never forget the drops of oil in the spoon. Do you remember that quote? I don't recognize that quote. <clears throat> so. Wait, so how far are you in this book right now? I'm like on chapter two. I'm not that far yet, but uh, like so far. So, I mean, so, I, I think it's chapter two. It might be chapter three. I was, what's I, I'm doing going the audio. On in the story as of right now. All right. So he just got done speaking to the king of Salem and the king of Salem was giving him words of wisdom. And he just got done telling him that he'll tell them, tell him where the, the treasure is. If he gives him one of his sheep. you know what I'm talking about? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Cause he's on his pursuit to finding his treasure or life purpose or whatever you know his treasure is i mean in the book i think initially it starts as like him like actually seeking trinkets you know like the traditional sense of what treasure is but um keep following the story man oh i'm I am. muy excited for you are you really mm-hmm. it's a good I'm book not- i like it i think it's a classic i think it's a book everyone should read the alchemist actually have it right here and i'll give you you, have not read it and i yeah the alchemist and i'll give you my my own personal um like what i think that quote means to me personally uh but i'll tell you first what somebody else said So in The Alchemist, the King of Salem tells the story of a boy who must travel the world carrying a spoon of oil, which he must not spill. It is important for the boy to experience the world, but on his journey, he shouldn't be distracted from his own personal goals and personal life and purpose in life. Mm -hmm. And the way I took it was that you could recognize all the great marvels of the world and and chase your dreams but in the midst of doing that don't forget the things that are truly important to you like family and just whatever your true desires are and your own personal morals and that's or like people are so destination focused that they're not actually paying attention to the journey and the cool things and lessons and things that you see and learn and people you meet like along the way you know like Mm -hmm. that's Another thing that I got from that. <laughs> What's up? Let's let's call out let's call out Whitney Cummings for for stealing our foot fetish talk, and let's talk about how celebrities in general they have teams of people that pillage the internet and steal ideas from the young or the 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 creators and young and the, the lesser known creators, the lesser known creators that's facts that there's actually teams of people that work for celebrities that go through the internet and just straight up take the ideas from the the creators that are you know less known and that's facts yes it's true it's true and then when the creator that's less known comes across the celebrities podcast song or whatever the case is they'll be wondering really like how is that a coincidence that they have the same exact talking points that I had in my podcast three weeks ago or two weeks ago, and they're just coming out with it now. And you'll wonder, yeah. but then you'll bring it up to people and most of them will say, Oh, come on, man. You're just crazy. You're doing too much thinking. It's a coincidence, but then it happens over and over again. And we recently just saw Whitney Cummings, latest clip on the internet talking about foot fetishes and whatnot since when was that the topic for people to talk about we accidentally came up with that topic to talk about and it happened to bring our channel over sixty thousand impressions and i don't know now now celebrities are talking about this (laughs) I mean, obviously, we know that foot fetish talk isn't like a new topic or anything. Right, right, right. It's apparently one of like the most like popular or like whatever trendy, I don't know what the fuck, uh, fetish that there is out there. Um, 
but talking about it did bring a lot of traffic through. And I mean, how probable is it that one of those impressions was her scouts? Oh, <laughs> you know, like, I think it's very, like, very probable. I mean, she straight interviewed like a neuroscientist about it. So like they were like, getting down to the nitty gritty of it. But like. I want to know is interviewing people considered a podcast? I mean, I think so. I, I think that what is a there's podcast? people who every single episode they interview someone, mm-hmm. right? Instead of just having a conversation or talking about something. I think a podcast should be more of a conversation piece than an interview. Well, yeah, but that's what interviews are, right? They're conversations. Yeah, I guess. But I think that some of the conversations or interviews that we see happen in podcasts are like. About the celebrity. About the celebrity or, and then it's like partially like promotion or some kind of like because they got a project going on that they're about to launch or release you know in one of those ways it's like pr for them you know like that's the new thing now this is the new thing i mean podcasting been happening for probably like a good 10 years now but you're right there's now managers probably booking their artists or actor or whatever they do for podcasts because it's getting tons of exposure on on different ones. Yeah. Especially on podcasts like Joe Rogan. I don't um, know. I don't I don't know how Whitney Cummings podcast does, but she usually interviews somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I Is love it? her. I love the podcast, but whenever I listen to it, I'm like, yo, these are the kinds of conversations I have already like. Mhm. Shout out to your Lilo and Stitch sweater that you got on right now. Is that a sweater? I thought it was hot right now. What's going on? I have the AC on in here now. I got an AC delivered yesterday, <laughs> last night, late in the evening. Yeah, I didn't know UPS worked that late. Ugh. A different kind of UPS. <laughs> a different kind of UPS. <laughs> a different kind of UPS brought me an AC you put in my bedroom that's only in my bedroom my brother has one in his room and my kids have a couple of fans I invited them to sleep in my room last night but they didn't want to so I was like fine then sweat your ass off I don't care yeah closing the door so do you plan on taking that Lilo Stitch sweater off in your OnlyFans yes <laughs> no, I'll keep the sweater off. I'll just—it's just the sweater. What do you? What do you think? The 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 camera only shows the top half. What do you think the the people like your family are gonna say about your OnlyFans? They might not approve. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, I'm not doing porn. I don't care. So whatever, <laughs> like. If that's what you're expecting from me, you will be very disappointed. I am not showing you my tits. I'm not showing you my pussy. I am not finger banging myself on no goddamn videos. That's not happening. That is not what's going on. Okay. I might show you my cute little underpants, but that's about it. (laughs) And my toes, obviously. That's why this is all inspired by right marry one fuck one kill one all right maggie wheeler mm-hmm. um fran drescher mm-hmm. and this is some really random people Yes, Maggie and I'll tell Wheeler. you. So Maggie Wheeler from Friends, Fran right? Drescher, and Megan Mullally. Man, this is like literally people I've never <laughs> heard of. I have no idea what they look like. So you want to know what they all have in common first? Oh, the nanny, choose? the nanny. 
Oh, well, the nanny, 100%. Gonna have to kill her. Her voice is bound. That's what they all have in common. They all have annoying voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Fran Drescher. <laughs> Maggie like, Wheeler is Janice from Friends. I don't. Oh, my God. I could no, deal with that. You've never seen than, it? I could deal with that more than Fran Drescher. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fran Drescher. It's pretty similar. Oh, my gosh. Her voice. It's pretty similar. I would probably contemplate jumping off a bridge if Fran Drescher was around. But Janice is similar. Maggie Wheeler similar. All right, who's the other one? Megan Mullally. Mullally. She's from yeah. Will and Grace, I do believe. And she's okay. um Megan Mullally. Yes. Okay, Megan Mullally. She's on Parks and Recs, I think, too. Megan Mullally. <laughs> See, I know nothing Her. about these women. But you're so like, annoying. Listen a, to that. She's an actress, comedian, and singer. Those are all qualities I like. So I'd probably marry Megan Mullally. <laughs> um, I'd probably fuck the the friends chick. What's her name? Janice. Um, no, Maggie Willer. Maggie Willer and Fran Drescher. I'm I'm getting rid of. One hundred percent. You're gonna kill Fran Drescher. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of, Maybe kind of her attra- voice made I'm, her famous. I'm kind of uh, attracted to Fran Drescher, though. She's she's beautiful. She's kind of hot, though. I mean, I'm she's I might naughty. be able to I might be able to fuck past the voice, you know. Damn, she's kind of hot, though, man. Fuck, you know what? <laughs> I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck her. I'm You're gonna, gonna fuck, fuck Fran Drescher. I'm fucking Fran Drescher, raw dog. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking raw at raw dog. Okay. Raw dog. Raw dog. So I'm fucking Fran Drescher. I'm getting rid of. Hmm, who is that one? I'm getting rid of. I'm definitely getting rid of Maggie Wheeler. Getting rid of Maggie Wheeler. Fucking Fran Drescher. And I'm going to marry Megan Mullally because she could probably make me laugh and she could sing for me. And she's not that bad looking herself, actually. She's, uh, Oh, a cougar? Yeah, she's definitely on some cougar shit. But you know, me being a guy, I like older uh, and guys like older women naturally. So you know, it's all good. Do okay. So that's okay. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's a thing. I think young men love older women mm-hmm. because older women are more confident and usually have their shit somewhat together and you know what i mean i think that's a thing so like Like security like a mother having a mother around type of thing men always want a mommy that's another thing hold on i'll return to that nipple they do they want to be on the tip for sure Mm -hmm. now that i'm 35 Right, mm-hmm. I'll be 36 in a couple of months. I can't believe I can say that. That's so crazy. Yeah, I get hit on young dudes like crazy. Crazy, it's always some 23 or 4 year old in my DMs saying some shit. And I'm like, that's the horniest age available 22, 23. When I was 22, 23, I wanted to fuck everything moving. She had two legs and a vagina. I wanted to fuck her. It's all pink where it counts. But hopefully. Yeah, I mean if it's <laughs> healthy, right? Um she but got it's that, crazy. She got that sap, not that wop. She got that sap, that stinky, stanky ass pussy. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. But we wouldn't we want to stay away from the but do you think that it's because of the mommy thing that men really want a woman that like resembles their mom or a woman that's going to take care of them? Like, yeah, for sure. Guys want to be. Why do they expect women to be independent, but then be their mommy? How is that like? Does that make well, sense to you? I th- 
yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to be independent, but they want their mommy and the chick that they're they're talking to. It's just all a psychological thing. However, they were treated by their mother in the past was how they're gonna want their significant other to be. They're gonna want her to cook all the same meals their mom makes. They're gonna want her to hold them when they're, you know, feeling like they need someone to hold them type of thing. It doesn't matter how manly the man is. They're always going to want a chick that is fulfilling the role of their mother as well. Real talk. How do we feel about mama's boys, though? Like, okay, as a mother, I'm a mother and I have a son, Mm -hmm. right? I'm always going to love my son. He's going to be my baby. But I think that where that becomes a problem right? Uh Uh Is if when he's older, he's still, if I'm still like that with him, that's a problem. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, he's my handsome baby. Like, I'm sure I'm going to call him handsome and things like that, like when he's older. But like, I think that there's a very fine line that a lot of mothers cross, Uh right? Yeah. And it like fosters a very toxic relationship between mothers and fathers. Like, or mothers and sons, you know, like I sent you that one post on Instagram where that man had his mother in the seat and the girl was like arguing with the mom. And she's like, dude, like, what the fuck? Like, this is my car. And he's like, he's not defending his wife. She was married to her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and someone posted it and said, like, who do you think should sit in the front seat, the mother or the wife? And I think the wife gets the fucking front seat, right? I think so, yeah. I say this because if you're married to the man, it's you and him now against the world, right? You two are a family, first and foremost. Of course, you love your parents, you respect your parents, but it's you two that are the family unit and you look out for each other first and foremost. You take care of each other, whatever. Now, if you have a healthy relationship with your mother, then you'll have a healthy relationship with your wife. And I'm sure any wife who doesn't feel like she needs to compete with her mother-in-law would relinquish the front seat, right? She'd be like, no, you know what? You can sit here and I'll take the back or whatever. But if that's not a healthy relationship, they're going to fight for it because they're fighting for that position that Mm. is the front seat in the man's life. Do you understand what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. I, I think that every man at some point definitely has to get out of the nest and not be such a mama's boy if he really truly wants to respect his wife and wants things to grow in his actual relationship. He has to put his wife first and he has to make it evident to his mother as well because his mother no longer can play that role anymore. I mean, yes, she's still his mom, but she she needs to know that his wife is the number one woman in his life now. And I don't care how close a guy is with his mom. He could still be close with his mom, talk to his mom all the time. But at a certain point, the mom has to know, okay, my son is not a baby no more. He's a grown ass man. I shouldn't step on his wife's toes by trying to treat him like a baby and mm-hmm. let her let her be a woman and let her do what she has to do to take care of her husband and i think mm-hmm. that both the mother and the wife both need to just kind of have that natural understanding for each other that isn't stepping on each other's toes and there has to be some kind of respect as well with that um but i mean for the most part i think women you all need to know when you got a real mama's boys in your hand and you got to let them know, look, I am not down for you to be this. Set the boundaries. Yeah. You got to set the boundaries for sure. Yeah. I think that oftentimes though, like that's the, that's the issue is that boundaries aren't established from the beginning. Right. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's toxic ass mothers that need to fucking also set boundaries within themselves. Like your son is not your husband. You need to chill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like 
you need to take a step back and let your boy be a man. If you raised him right and did your job, you're fine. There's not, you're not going to be left in the dust or whatever the hell you're afraid of. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But also men, when you're introducing a girl to your parents, you need to do so in a way that's going to let them know that this is your girl, like you're serious about her. You know what I mean? Like, I think the way a guy introduce introduces his girl to his family and to people that are important to him says a lot. And I think most women, if they're introduced as a friend, then that's how they're going to treat the guy. If not at that mm-hmm. moment, at some point, because he already set the the playing field by calling her his friend to his, his important family versus mm-hmm. if he would have said, Hey, this is my girlfriend. Then now right. she knows, okay, so that's how he thinks of me. And this is how much he respects me. He's bringing me to his family and he's letting them know like, Hey, look, this is my girlfriend. You need to respect her because that's really ultimately what you're saying to your family. This is my girlfriend, not just some, like some cum bucket that I'm dumping my nuts in every night, because that's mm-hmm. what I think that the family will think. If you bring a chicken, you're like, Hey, this is my friend. They're going to be like, Oh, it's not his girlfriend. Right. Like, oh, don't take her. her serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think that's a really, really important. Let's get some air horns. Let's get. (laughs) Hey, amen. Hallelujah. Um, So if a man introduces the girl, the woman to his family and says, she's just a friend, she needs to take that seriously. Like language is important. So like if he calls you his friend, ladies, you aren't his girl. Very true. Right. So, right. Safe to say. So don't close your opportunities elsewhere because homeboy is keeping his open. Clearly. He's definitely keeping it open. (laughs) To transition from what we were just talking about as far as mothers go and Mm -hmm. relationships and being serious and things like that. And what language is important um, and keeping options open. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, a topic that I very like want to to open up for discussion is monogamy. Okay. And I had seen this. Um, I think it was on Netflix. It was one of those like explain it things it was like a short little thing saying that like human beings aren't inherently monogamous and that it's like a social construct right oh yeah like absolutely so right and like a religion thing Uh um because biologically right like animals and whatever kingdom there's very very few species that are monogamous like they say that penguins, there's other species that are mo- mo- yeah like penguins when they mate it's their mate for life mm-hmm. like there's very very few species that are monogamous and the only reason that humans i don't think most people are that's just me um are monogamous is because of a religion or like what society has created as morals and ethics based on religion um, as what's right and what's fair and the way that society and the systems are structured is that like it's really hard for a single person to really build life and it's usually easier for like a couple two people to like really build there's tax breaks for marriages and fine you know things like that Mm -hmm. And so can people like, do you think people would be monogamous by choice? Like if, if it was never a set thing yeah, pre-programmed in your mind right. from a baby? No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Because look at the people who grow up in broken households, they end up not wanting to be with nobody or they're, if they are, they end up cheating a lot. And they're looked down upon for that. But it's really just the natural human way. I don't think it's natural at all 
for monogamy, honestly. I think that for me, that I think it's so easy that to like love multiple people at one time. Oh, yeah. But like there's pieces of people like that you there's there's things and qualities that you get from different people that you enjoy that like make you feel more complete. Right. You're like, Oh, I have fun with this person. Oh, this person's sex is amazing. Oh, I have really great conversation with this person. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's these multiple elements that you get from each person. And then if you have those consistently, then I think that you're happy and you feel complete. But I think that the part that makes you unhappy or weird about it is your conscience that comes from social construction you know like the ethics and morals and religious things telling you you're a horrible person because you're fucking around with multiple people when really i think that that's what people do or like inherently polygamous yeah for sure i definitely think there's there's different ways of becoming a more happy and complete person and i think Mm -hmm. that sometimes you just don't get that with one person and you're right you don't have to have the same relationship with each and every person that's in your life and I mean because what am I trying to say here it's like I think you do I think you do need a a variety of different people in, in your life for that and people will judge you and I think that the way that we've been you know programmed is is a way to stop us from really becoming complete people. Like I, I, I really think you need a lot of different, you know, types of interactions in your life. And the fact that a guy can't, I mean, cause like, look at like what we're, we're doing right now. I've, I mean, I'm a married guy. Right. And I already just based off of us doing this podcast, I've had people ask me what's going on with you and Erica. I'm like, me and Erica are fucking amazing. We're fine. You know, they're like, who is this chick? I'm like, she's just my friend. Like we, we talk, have great conversations, got a podcast Mm -hmm. together and things like that. Mm -hmm. And it's that social outlook that really stops people from being able to uh, really fulfill themselves. Mm -hmm. So I I think, I think it's interesting. And that's another point though, too, is that, not all relationships need to to be sexual. Mm-hmm. Like, like we have a really great friendship. Yeah, that's and, and that's something that I've never even considered with you because I like our relationship is complete the way that it is. Like, it's right. a friendship, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's really important for people, men, women, people, whoever, you know to have friendships and relationships that aren't sexual with other, with the opposite sex or, you know, other genders, you know, I think it's really important because I don't think you can really have a full perspective or, um, or just like a really actually fulfilled life without having all those different contributions to it that like open you up to, to other like lenses and ways of life you know I don't think that you'll grow or evolve if you don't have that kind of exposure and and learn that self-control and that discipline and knowing how to you know navigate life without things always going okay well this person's really nice to me so I'm gonna fuck them like no that's not how that has to go yeah you guys can be friends (laughs) you know like that's a thing that could be a thing yeah Yeah. Like you don't have to have sex with everybody. So with that being said, I think that, I think monogamy is possible. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think people are inherently monogamous. I do think it is a social construct. However, I think it's possible. And I think it's something a lot of people want, you know, like I, I don't think people want to be, you know, in a relationship with someone that they know is seeking other things elsewhere you know Mm -hmm. but I think people want relationships like we're human we want companionship you know so it's just like a I just wanted to ask you about that I think (laughs) I think think the the issue is most people they want to be 
all of the things that their significant other needs, they want to be that. But I think it takes some a certain maturity level to realize if you're not able to provide that and be mature enough to allow them to find that where they need it. And if it's sex or something that you wouldn't necessarily want from a real significant other, then you probably shouldn't be with that person. But if it's not sex and things that would be considered cheating, then you got to be okay with that. And you, you can't have the insecurities because that will just ruin everything. If you truly want to make your significant other happy, then you got to understand what it is that you are not going to be the one providing and be okay with them finding it where they got to find it and be a team player in that aspect. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, that will go a long way and you never know what kind of great things can come from that as well. Right. If you show your like support for your significant other, like the, all the doors that you open because they're like, Oh my God, like, this is really great. Like this person supports me. Like I love this person. Like this is amazing. That's why I never judged people who are swingers because those yeah. people at some point in the relationship probably decided, Hey, look, I really love this person. I really love you, you know? And, but I do also like going out and being with other women as well, or, you know, or men or whatever the case may be, but you're my mm -hmm. best friend and I want to go out and do it with, with you. I want to go and have these experiences with you by my side because you're my best friend, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I never judge the people that, you know, are into going to swinger parties out in Vegas and whatnot. And I used to meet a lot of them because I did Uber out here. And so I would take them mm -hmm. to these swinger parties and I wouldn't know initially that I'm taking them to swinger parties, but then when mm -hmm. we would get them, like, oh shit, these people are swingers. And I would have never even thought. And it, it just, it's really actually, it's, it'll expand your mind. If you think about trying to understand what, what it is that they do. And I remember I spoke to this chick this one night um, when I lived in San Diego, actually. And she's telling me how deeply she's in love with her husband, but they're, they're swingers and they have, you know, relationships with these other people as well, but they never really, you know, bring them home and whatnot. And they don't necessarily tell their significant other all about it, but you know, they always come back home to their significant other and it, and it works for them and it makes them happy and they don't have the insecurities and jealousy and, you know, the relationship works. So, so they I don't tell each other about it but they know that each other does it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. oh, that's, that's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. That's interesting. But from the outside looking in, it's easy to judge people that are doing that. And mm -hmm. you just never know what kind of deep, strong relationships certain people may have. And I think finding that in your significant other comes from trying to understand them on a different level. And it does take uh just a different level of maturity as well. I mean, because think about the kind of things that you can accomplish with somebody when you really try to understand them and you're not all about what the others think. Because a lot of times people will leave their significant other just because of how other people think about their relationship. And they don't try to... Or because they don't think that their significant other understands them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that a lot of fights, like, within couples are because they want to be understood and everybody thinks it's because they want to be right or, you know what I mean? It's like, no, yeah. I don't want to be right. I just want you to fucking understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and I know sometimes it's hard to find the right time to talk about certain topics and you don't want to come off the wrong way and you don't want your, your significant other to think that you are unhappy in a relationship so you don't want to bring up certain subjects at certain times but mm -hmm. man talking and understanding each other can go a long way very long way a very long way and I mean come on like if you're not with somebody that you feel you can talk to about anything like think about 
what kind of relationship you're in then, you know, like mm -hmm. conversations are difficult and it is hard regardless of a strong relationship or not to initiate those kinds of conversations. But ultimately you have to like, you got to do it because that's the only way you'll know what kind of relationship you're in too, I think. And shout out to the time that I was doing Uber and I dropped all this older couple to this place called the Red Rooster in Las Vegas. I didn't know what the Red Rooster was, but I get there and it's a more mature swingers club where 50 year old people go and, and party. And one night this person left a wallet in my, in my car and I didn't notice it until I was a few miles down the street. And I'm thinking, man, this person's going to definitely need their wallet. So, you know, I, I did what any honest person would do. I, I turned back around and I had no way of getting a hold of them because I was their Uber driver. Right. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking, man, I got to go in this place so I can, you know, give them their wallet. And so mm -hmm. I, and, and by the way, I didn't know what red rooster was at the time, at but that moment, yeah. at that moment, but I knew as soon as I walked in, what I walked mm -hmm. into, it was a 50 plus nude all nude completely nude party so when you walk in you have to take off your clothes and all that so i walk in and i'm the youngest person and i promise everybody in there butt ass naked older dudes balls Stop hanging it. older chicks <gasps> it's hanging everybody turns and looks oh at me as i walk in with this wallet that i'm returning the guy You're comes walking dressed. up the guy comes walking up oh my gosh thank you this dude is completely naked now my passenger is completely naked balls out i'm Gosh. trying to not look and i'm scarred really? I'm blown away i can't unsee <laughs> this situation or oh i can't God. unsee this moment and i'm still scarred by it to today but the rest <laughs> of the night because i drove the rest of the night I had the best story to tell people. Everybody was, you know, tipping me. They're like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. And I'm like, yeah, it's funny to you, but I'm mentally scarred. I've seen all these old dicks and titties. I need therapy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts. I need some therapy. Oh my God. But it was kind of cool knowing where that spot was because I went there about five times afterwards. Now I'm playing. <laughs> You're like, I became a regular. <laughs> and I became a regular, you know. Just, yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. That would have been, I don't know, like people knock certain jobs, but I think that there's a lot of jobs that I'm like grateful for because of the characters you meet and come across, mm -hmm. you know, yeah, like yeah. that one would be a cool one. I think doing Uber, especially like in Vegas, like mm -hmm. the kinds of people that you came across i'm sure were like some of them normal right some of them quiet boring grumpy happy drunk yeah. whatever like yeah you you met a lot of characters doing uber in las vegas trust me you should Every, write a book i should write a book so many people <laughs> come out here to party and you just get every different walk of life i had some people one night who literally thought they were vampires they told me they were vampires and you're I was like, like the fuck out of my car <laughs> well yeah well they didn't tell me walk. until we're on the highway which fly. made me even more uncomfortable yeah yeah walk fly turn into <laughs> a fat motherfucker yeah fuck out of my car yeah, and roll. I, so i'm like you guys are like actual vampires they're like yeah 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 we found out a few years ago and i'm like oh okay that's i wonder that's how high they were they might have been extremely high yeah, they, they probably were. Something. Yeah, they were sitting behind Mushrooms. me, though. I was very, very uncomfortable, but... You're like, they're going to come up behind me and just... <laughs> ah, no! You know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I definitely felt... Into you? Yeah, I definitely felt like that was What else happen. did they say? I'm glad. I, I, you know, man, just... It was a, a normal conversation, honestly, but it was just more weird that they were telling me they're actually vampires and you could tell they thought so too just by what they were wearing like real goth looking style clothes there's people there out there that are like they really believe some of the shit that they say like they really own the persona you know like imagine that'd be crazy i had i had a go ahead no go i had a a stripper one morning 
I was like ending my shift. I drove all the way to the morning. It was about like six in the morning. And I picked up mm-hmm. a stripper from the Spearmint Rhino. Spearmint Rhino is a big uh, gentleman's club out here in Vegas. Most people, if you've been to Vegas and been to strip clubs, you probably know what the Spearmint Rhino is. Anyways, I pick up this stripper. She is obviously having issues over the phone. She's, she's getting in the car. She's yelling in Spanish. And she's just going off on the phone and I hear somebody else on the other end, whatever, you know, I'm like, whatever, I'm just going to mind my business. I'm going to take her to where her location is taking her. Right. And so I'm driving, we're on the highway. She gets off the phone and she's, she says, you know what? I can't take this no more. I'm going to end it all. And she tried to jump out of my car on the highway and she's behind me, right? Most of the strippers, they they sat behind you probably because that's where they felt more comfortable, right? They didn't want to get hit on mm-hmm. by the Uber driver. I never sit in the front seat in an Uber driving. Yeah, I, I do. I don't, not no more. Obviously you can't because of Corona or whatever, but yeah, uh, usually like when you, when an Uber driver pulls up to pick up the, the strippers from Spearman Rhino, you pull up in the back. And so the first door they see is the one on the left. And that's probably where they feel more comfortable so that the Uber driver's not mm-hmm. like, you know, trying to look back at them or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, she's like flipping out. She's like, I don't deserve this. I'm a piece of shit. Like I'm, I'm in it at all. She opened my door on the highway. She's, I'm, she's trying to jump out and I'm reaching back, trying to, you know, hold the door closed. I'm like, what are you doing? You know? So, you know, I'm still trying to drive to him on the highway and I start pulling over. I see an exit. I take the first exit and I get the door shut. You know, I'm stronger. You know, I'm, I got the door shut. And I was like, what are you doing? And we, we pull over to the side and we're on a ramp, right? That's going mm-hmm. up, like kind of mm-hmm. at a curve. So there's kind of like an embankment, like a roll down rock area. Yeah. She, she's like, what? She's like, she's like, I'm sorry. And I was like, I was like, Hey, I was like, I don't know what just happened. And I know you're probably going through some things, but I think that I should call 911 and get you some help. And she's like, no, 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 don't call them. They're going to, they're going to take me. They're going to come take me. I'm like, huh? I was like, I was like, what's going on? She starts jetting, almost rolling down the embankment hill and starts running towards the highway. <gasps> I get on 911 and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm an Uber driver. Like this, this chick, she's, she's flipping out. I don't know. She's having issues. She's suicidal. She tried to jump out of my car. Like, can you guys get over here? Like, I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. She's running towards the highway right now. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to hurt herself. And they're like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you describe her? I described her. And um, the, they ended up getting there, but she ended up taking off. Like, she ran back up. She said, no, 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 please, please don't call the police. Please, please, they're going to take me. And I'm like, I'm not calling them, like, to get you in trouble, but I'm calling them because I think you need help right now. Like, I don't know if she was taking drugs on that, but she was obviously yeah. going going to harm herself, you know? Mm-hmm. And I needed somebody to help me because I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to get too involved because I don't want it to come back to me. Like, what did you do to make her want to do I'm like, I didn't do shit you know mm-hmm. so I wanted to make sure I covered my basis on that part but she goes running in another direction so I stay put like I don't know where she went I stay put to the cops get there and I tell them what happened they say like what was she wearing blah 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 and as I'm telling the cop what happened and what she was wearing they get a call on the radio chick flipping out by the Palm Casino Palm's Casino um wearing what I described what she was wearing like gray sweats or whatever you heard that on the radio yeah I heard that on the radio and um and so they told me they took down my number and they said we'll call you if we if we need you for anything and I'm like all right and so you know I end the trip or whatever I never got a call so I'm assuming that you know everything was cool well I mean as far as her not hurting herself I don't know what Mm -hmm. happened besides that but that was uh, fucking nut story. So one of the number one questions people used to ask when they would get inside the Uber is, tell me your craziest stories. Terrible question. The worst question. <laughs> fuck, fuck you. Why does everybody ask this question? But I, I would ask them, what kind of story do you want? Because I have a story for every kind of situation you could think of. That's and crazy. Yeah. I, I got I love, a lot of Uber stories. Yeah, I love people who can like I think it's really important that people like do things and go places and talk to people and have experiences because mm-hmm. I think it's really boring when people don't have stories to tell, you know, and like, yeah. like I've, when I drive down the street or where I drive anywhere, I'm like, Oh, I used to live there. Oh, I used to work there. And people like get really annoyed and they're like, Oh my God, you live everywhere. I'm like, yeah, I did. 
kind of a nomad. Um, but I know so many people and I've yeah. listened to so many stories. You know, I have some stories. I don't have a lot of stories, but. I'm sure you got more stories than, than you can come up with right probably, now. Probably. Like, I probably, I, like, I could probably tell stories, but not, like, on demand like that. Like, I have to, like, be reminded because my memory is so shitty that it would take something, like, triggering a memory for me to tell a story. I remember the time I ditched my car in downtown Las Vegas because there was a huge brawl, and I wasn't trying to get caught in any crossfire guns. I'm, like traumatized from people shooting because all my life growing up going to parties and stuff in the bay area there was always somehow a shooting wherever Mm -hmm. i was and um i never got shot thankfully but i've been present in a lot of shootings and i knew from experience all right there's a brawl going on right now great chance someone's gonna pull out a gun yeah so i'm gonna head out (laughs) i ditched my car in the middle of the street and um walked off to the side and i'm just watching I'm like, I'm not about to fight nobody, nothing. Don't care what you guys do with my car. I'm not about to get shot in some crossfire, you know? And were, they, hmm. were they fighting between cars in the street or something? Like, what the um, fuck? yeah, it's like, so the street is already kind of narrow. There's only one, oh, there's only one, you know, going one way and, you know, just one lane back. Uh-huh, and, uh-huh. and so it's already kind of a narrow street. And so if you get caught in the middle of the street and there's dozens of people, in the middle of the road fighting or whatnot like there's oh, nothing like yeah. there was like a big like group of people not in cars not in cars yeah. okay and I it was like, it was like a first friday it. type of thing so there's like tons of people already outside you know they're supposed to be on the sidewalks and whatnot but everyone's crossing the street or what so it's already difficult to drive your car through it but people want to get dropped off at the bars and whatnot so you kind of you know Mm-hmm. make your way through somehow but when everyone's fighting and stuff there's no way to get through because they're not looking for cars at this point they're just like fuck it you know chunking them and whatnot uh-huh. and um yeah i was like you know i'm out this is in downtown vegas <laughs> downtown las vegas yeah, i got my sure. ass slapped by some chick there when i was down there with you and erica you guys had already went to go get the car and we were walking towards wherever the pickup spot was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm crossing the street and I, and all of a sudden I feel like this whoosh and I'm like, what the fuck? Cause like <laughs> she slapped me hard. I was like, what the fuck? And I turned around and her, she's like, she's all, and her friends thought, I'm so sorry. She's so drunk. I was like, okay, you know, like, what the fuck? Like, it was just, it was crazy. I've never just randomly had my ass slapped by a woman before. That was a first for me. Welcome to the club. <laughs> so, uh, you got your ass slapped by a woman? I, I hate getting my ass slapped or anything that's typically done to a, a less a less manly man. <laughs> I can't stand it. Like even when you know Eric, what I do to dudes? What if they're bent over? That's the if, worst. Like, oh I thrust them. Oh my gosh, I <laughs> can't stand it. You're I weird. grab them by the hips and I mm, 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 mm. Like give them a, a couple of pumps. Like a fucking horny chihuahua. So. <laughs> they don't complain. weirdo. Yeah, they're they like, don't dude, complain. what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, get this. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I can't with you. You're going to get this imaginary dick. Damn. <laughs> that is too much. I'm always called the man, so. Yeah. Whatever. Just going to own it. You're the, start you're the, fucking thrusting motherfuckers. You're the man in every relationship. You I'm get the it. man in every relationship. So you like. No, that's not true, actually. Mm, not all, but. Have so. you ever put a strap on, on and fucked a guy? Damn. No, I haven't. I haven't done that. It's uh, it's very questionable off everything you just said. Interesting to find one that was actually down for that or that requested that. If a guy wanted that, the guy would. And there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. There's nothing wrong. I don't think that's necessarily true, though. Like, like we've talked about this. There are guys who like to have like fingers in their ass to release that like prostate pressure. Like that's a thing. I'm sure a finger in the I don't think that that's necessarily a gay thing. going to do more to a prostate than relieve pressure. 
you're gonna you cause can... a hemorrhoid. Keep your fingers out of guys' asses. You're gonna cause hemorrhoids. Okay? It's gonna be a little if they bit of ask bleeding. For a finger in their ass. They're gonna get a finger in there. You're ass. gonna get some shit in your finger now. I'll make them you better be careful. Spit on it. You know, I, I <laughs> you know, this is a a super random thought. I'm not sure why I just thought this, but is this why? gay dudes are usually really skinny is because they don't eat a lot because they don't want to shit too much because they get anal sex this is a weird random thought no, i've never even i've never thought about that um <laughs> you're like odd that you have <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> um, i've never thought about that but it is things that i've thought about when i've been asked for anal i'm like When's the last time I pooped and like you've asked for that before? No, when I've been asked to oh, oh. let people put it in my ass, which I'm always like, nah. Um I'm just not down for anal guys. I'm gonna keep it one thousand with you. I am not that chick. Seems if like you a... are all hearing this and are super disappointed now, I'm sorry. Not sorry. It's another fetish community mad at you now. Yeah. <laughs> I just first of all, like there's something (laughs) this is a lot of info um maybe i shouldn't share it (laughs) you gonna share Uh, it uh yeah i'll share i have no fucking shame so i don't know what the deal is as far as my like okay first of all i eat clean and that's not what i'm worried about Mm -hmm. what i do have oftentimes though are random spasms like in my colon like, I'll literally be sitting somewhere and driving. Yeah, I know. And I'll just be like, ow. Like, it feels like my colon is going like this. Like, it's being ringed. And it Chill. hurts really oh my bad. Gosh. You just and so, hurt my stomach somehow. No, it hurts really bad. And this has happened to me for years. That's what it feels like. And I'll just be, like, sitting or driving and randomly, oh, my God. Like, because it fucking hurts. And so the idea, so there has been a time where I did allow anal to be like attempted, right? Mm -hmm. But I paid for it. Like it hurt really bad. Like later on. Paid for anal sex? I didn't pay cash for it. No. (laughs) I paid for the price for it. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. All right. I'm not going to pay somebody to fuck me in the ass. There's people who do it for free. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to pay for sex. Like, hey, Let's just get that. Do you mind? I got a hundred for you here. I'll pay you $20 to put oh, your dick 20. in my ass. Yeah, no. Whoa. Whoa. It's too much. But so that's something that I don't want to do because of like whatever physical condition I have going on. Yeah. down there like also i think about incontinence and how later on down the road like when i'm an old person and can't don't have that like muscle tone or whatever i don't need it exacerbated by like years and years of anal sex like i don't want my shit to slip out involuntarily at some point later on you're gonna become life. a real shorter I don't want to ever be that. Things that I consider. (laughs) Those are things that I consider when it comes to anal sex. It's like, do I really want to just shit my pants involuntarily later on? Probably not. So probably not. I'm just gonna close that door. It's an exit only. Well, that's that's nice to know. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. Really, really desirable information we all appreciate it this is the perks of being my friend you get to hear all the nasty shit but i can't tell guys that are courting me right i can't tell them till after yeah wouldn't change it for the world <laughs> well everybody hope you enjoyed hope you enjoy station today episode 13 we appreciate it make sure you follow us on our instagrams apparently i, I did the wrong instagram for Stella, so you want to correct me right now? And it's Estella Bella, E S T E L A B E L L A. And what's the other one? <laughs> Bottom heavy Bella. <laughs> she wants you to follow the link on it too. By the way, I do. 
Bottom heavy Bella. We'll put it. Well. We'll put it in the the description of this video. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>